With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Monday evening, everybody. I am the host of the Monday Night Kickoff Show, Charles Levi, also known as Redfish Chuck. Joining me, as always, is the one and only Mr. Pepe Vidal. What's up, brother? You man, how you doing, man? Doing good. Doing doing a lot better today than I was doing on Saturday. So, uh, oh, um, but no, uh, got some things to go over real quick. We're gonna real fast go down the the list of Winners from the Fishkin tournament, <clears throat> and uh, we'll chit chat a little bit about the upcoming uh, IFA event, and I don't know, just talk basic fishing information, see what we can drum up this evening. Uh, what, what, what's up with you, brother? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. I'm uh, a little tired today, man. After this weekend, you know, it was one of those. Uh, one of those weekends, I actually fished on Friday, pre-fishing for the fishkins on Friday. Um, then, uh, what's it called, fished on Saturday all day in the fishkins, same as you. And then yesterday, took the kids to go see Rio 2. And then on top of that, then after that, went swimming with them in the pool. So it was one of those weekends that was that was full of action, man. And then today, you know, just just this morning, woke up this morning, I was like, oh, my gosh, you know, it was like, Man, I need a rest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean it was uh it's definitely interesting. It would appear that we may or may not have an issue with our chat room tonight. So for those of you who are Yeah, I'm trying to log in there myself right now. Yeah, I see Wade's in there and I see that, that Justin Richie's in there and we got a couple of guests in there. I don't know if anybody can type or not. I don't know. The thing's kinda Kind of jacked up looking on my end, but either way, if you can hear what we're saying and uh, you'd like to try and get involved in the chat room, that's that's open to you. If you can hear what we're saying and you want to call us with a fishing report, you want to call and just talk fishing, ask questions, whatever it is, the number is always 714-816-4727, 714-816-4727. You know, I've been doing some thinking. Sometimes that could be a scary thing, but I've been doing some thinking, and I think that what we're going to start doing here on the show, I think we're going to start doing a uh, how-to section of the show where um, it will be brought to you by 
one of our sponsors. You know, like we'll do like a little quick five minute segment, kind of like, you know, hey, you know, you guys going out there looking for black drum? Well, this black drum segment's brought to you by blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I think it's a good idea. I think it gives us an opportunity to, you know, pick a topic, talk about it briefly, and who knows, maybe we'll roll from there on into uh, the uh, into the rest of the evening or whatever. So uh, let's see. Wade Wade just messaged me on Facebook, says that he can hear us, but the chat room uh, is is kind of jacked up. So okay, well that works. Can you hear me now? Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, hear, I see somebody signed in as, can you hear me now? Yeah, question marks, question marks. That's funny. It's probably Randy English. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's let's start off on Friday, man. How would you do on Friday? You guys went out pre-fish. How would you do? Uh, Friday we went pre-fishing, and we actually, you know, we did all right. Um, we got on some big trout. Um, we get on some big trout on on. On Friday, did find a mess of trout on Friday. Um, and we did get on some reds also. Um, Alan lost a big red on Friday. Uh, but, you know, it, it's crazy, though, how things change from one day to the next. Because on Friday, we found a whole mess of trout in this one area. And next morning for the tournament, we say, okay, we're going back over there to that spot, you know, where we found all these trout. And uh, wouldn't you believe it? From one day to the next, those trout weren't there. You know, they were just not there. And and you know you know how it is. You know, it's just you can't explain it from one day to the next. Which I think I know what it was. What what happened? Alan and I talked about it a little bit. And the water dropped from one day to the next. The water did drop out some. We were on the east shoreline, and that wind was blowing out of the east. That wind blowing out of the east the way it was, it blew the water out. You know, it blew the water out of the east, and the water was actually shallower on Saturday than it was on Friday. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with it. Right. But, you know, and, and we did get, man, and we, we, got our, we got our butts pretty beat, beat up on, on Friday with, uh, on the boat, actually, and on the way back, because running back to the ramp, the run back to the ramp was like eight, eight or nine miles back to the ramp from where we were, and it was an east wind the way it was blowing, it was a southeast wind the way it was blowing, and it was and it was kicking our butt. I mean, to get back to the ramp. I mean, we were soaked when we got back to the ramp. I mean, <laughs> it was bad, but uh. But, uh, you know, and the water's clear, man. It, it's it's as clear as could be right now in some areas. Um, but, uh, but it was, you know, it was, it was, it was, it's crazy how things just change from one day to the next. You know, and Saturday was a completely different story. You know, those fish weren't there or nothing like that. Alan, only had, Alan and I only had two fish in the boat. Um, we had only caught two fish in the boat by 10 o'clock in the morning on Saturday. And then how things change, you know, from one one place to the next. We made that big run. On I'll tell you what we did on Saturday. We we did that, you know, fishing area to about ten o'clock in the morning. And Alan and I sat there and we said, well, there's nothing going on here. It's like we need to make a big change here. Something needs to happen here. And it's like, well, let's run to 
another area. We actually ran to an area in the Indian River and said, well, it's a long boat run. I mean, it's a long run. It's going to be like another seven, eight-mile run to get to this area over there that we want to fish, and we could try it there to see what happens. We got nothing to lose, you know, and took off, ran over there, and, man, Chuck, I, you know the whole story, and everything, you know everything already. I mean, in a matter of two hours, Alan and I caught over 30 fish. It, it was easily, easily caught 15 between the both of us, easily 15 reds right. and over 20 trout in a matter of two hours. I mean, that's, awesome. that's how sick it was. I mean, that, I mean, the bite was sick for like two hours. Yeah. And, you know, and that's when Alan caught the, once Alan's caught, once Alan's caught that big, when he caught that, caught that big trout, it was around one o'clock in the afternoon and we were both of us sat there and we're like, we're done. Like, there's no way we're going to beat that. <laughs> right. That's it. We're done. <laughs> yeah. So, well, yeah, so, I mean, that's, so that was, that's that awesome. was our day on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Uh, and, and with that, we'll go through the, uh, the list of, uh, of winners and then I'll, I'll kind of give you guys my rendition of the weekend. Um, so the results, the, uh, Let's start. We'll start down there with the uh, junior division. The junior division, the largest black drum was Dawson Toms with a 31 and a quarter inch black drum. Largest trout was Warren Hendricks with the 22.25 inch uh, trout. Largest redfish was also Warren Hendricks with a 30 inch redfish. Uh, ladies division, the largest black drum was a 22 and a half inch fish by Stacy Gatley. Largest trout for a lady was Jessica Williams with a 30 and a half inch fish, which tied the the overall large uh, trout deal. Uh, largest redfish for a lady, Megan Lynch with a 42 and a half inch fish. Um, let's see, the most spots on a redfish was Austin Vanderpool caught a fish with 14 spots. They netted him about four, what, $700 or so. Uh, weirdest catch was Becky Callis was either, she either had the, she either had the jacked up looking redfish or she had the seahorse. So they gave, actually gave away two weirdest catches. Um, smallest trout was Jarrett Cantrell with a five inch trout. Uh, largest snook was, was Hannah Stahl with a 33 and a half inch snook. Largest ladyfish was Kevin Cole with a 26-and-a-half-inch ladyfish. Largest flounder was Andrew Lakeman, 19-inch fish. Largest pufferfish was D. Kaminsky with an 11-and-a-quarter-inch pufferfish. Largest pinfish was Julio – wow, I'm going to jack this up bad – Figueroa, 13-and-a-quarter-inch puffer uh, pinfish, which is a big pinfish. Large mullet was um, – Ruben Hendricks with a 14 and a quarter inch mullet. Largest catfish. You know who he is. Andrew Mixon. Yep. 24 and a half inch uh, catfish. You know, that guy can't fish a tournament and not place or win something. Um, yeah. Largest black drum was uh, Joey Sprawl with a 33 and three quarter inch uh, black drum. Largest trout, Mr. Allen Ryland with a 30 and a half inch fish. 
Uh, largest redfish was Jarrett Cantrell with a 44 and a quarter inch fish. And the, the general slam champion, Mark Kresick with a 82.5 inch slam. Pretty awesome day. Uh, a lot of great fish caught. A lot of fun had by all. Uh, notice on that list, the one species that wasn't named off that was part of the tournament was a tarpon. I tried my damnedest <laughs> for a tarpon. Any other day, it's not even a question of catching a tarpon. Any other day, I would caught at least one, <laughs> if not multiple. I jumped yeah. five tarpon first thing in the morning, couldn't land one. Uh, and then went, I hit the river uh, looking for hopefully a big trout or a, maybe even a snook or a ladyfish or anything, <laughs> something to uh, make me feel better about myself. And so I uh, hit a spot I haven't fished in a while, but it's always been really good to me. Caught a bunch of fish. I ended up with 15 reds myself and probably close to two dozen trout. Um, most of the trout were small, and then I had a couple that were really nice fish. Uh, most of the reds were all, you know, uh, mid-slot and uh, a little upper slot, but nothing huge. I did have a rat red almost eaten by a 40-something-inch redfish, which was kind of crazy. Uh, caught a small snook and a porcupine fish, which was a first for me. And, uh, yeah, so we all went back to the weigh-in in anticipation, hoping that our boy Alan would uh, would pull off the, the trout deal. And that's pretty much why we all kind of hung around till 7 o'clock at night to find out if Alan had taken it, and he did, which was awesome. Congratulations to uh, Alan and, of course, to you, Peppy. You guys kind of worked it as a team. That was awesome. Um, so there you go. That's pretty much the uh, rundown from the Fishkins event. I heard that uh, there was, I think, 179 anglers participated yep. in the tournament. So yeah, it was a good uh, it was a good event. It had over 400 pictures brought in, and uh, yeah, it should be good. Uh, they're going to do a their normal redfish tournament in November which will be the fifth year for that. But this was the inaugural uh, slam tournament catch photo release style. And I think the guys really liked it. I think they really enjoyed the way yeah, they did it. I, I wonder, yeah, I wonder if the redfish tournament, because the way they've always done their redfish tournament, it's always been a weigh-in, yeah. weigh the fish, it's been by weight. So I wonder what they're going to do this time. Are they changing it to catch photo release, or are they keeping it the standard, you know, boat-type tournament with the weigh-in stuff? So... I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. It's I mean, just, you know, the thing the thing about it, I think they realized how many people were there in kayaks to fish this thing. There was a lot of guys there with kayaks. Yes, there was. So, you know, you can up you can up your entries by uh, by making a catch photo release. If nothing else, have two different divisions. I mean, I listen. I'm I'm okay with catch photo release tournament. Uh, oh, I mean, obviously I'm okay with catch photo. I'm okay with a keep a fish tournament if it's in boats because the chances of you having uh, death, having a lot of ha- having a lot of uh, uh, wasted fish. fish right, yep. thank you. 
I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. It's slim to none, <laughs> or, or at least a, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit less of a chance in a in a boat situation because you've got a live well and a pump and the whole thing. Um, and then maybe do uh, catch, uh, catch photo release on the kayak side since it's just not feasible to bring in a fish alive from a kayak. I mean, it can be done, but man, you gotta you gotta really take good care of those fish. So. You know, it's it's one of those things. It, it it is exciting to see guys come up with a fish that's flopping around and get a weight on it, the whole thing. And you know, but general rule of thumb is, as most of you guys know, most kayakers won't fish a tournament. That's that's that style. Um, but so then again, you know, you never know. They may they may do a division just for kayaks. I mean, or they may just change it all the way up so they can get more entries. Who knows? Okay. I I mean, if 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 you know, not for nothing, but if I was them, um, I would switch it up to catch photo release just to get, just switch the whole thing, catch photo release. I mean, it's one of those things. Um, you just, if you're looking for entries and you're looking for people to enter your tournament, I mean, you're going to get more entries. Like we, you saw this tournament, like we saw at this tournament, how much, how many participants they had. If you do catch photo release, I think, um, of course, you probably won't get your standard. There is a lot of guys, you know, a lot of the regular tournament boat guys won't right. fish, you know, a catch photo release type tournament. They like to fish the weighing stuff because they like to keep it, you know, weighing the fish and keep it like legal limits and the whole stuff and all this stuff and this photo stuff. They, you know, they don't agree with the whole thing of, you know, catching overslot fish and that's not, you know what I'm saying? Because then... right. I mean, they just, you know how it is. It's traditional uh, yeah. fishing tournament type style. You know what I'm saying? Catch water release is new. It's it's a new thing. It's, it's, it's only been going on for a few years, and it's catching on, though. I mean, that's the thing. It is catching on. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, and, and, I, and I see a lot of tournaments going that way, and it's good. It's good for, it's good. It's good for everything. I mean, there's no reason why any tournament shouldn't be catch water release, to tell you the truth. I mean, that. I mean, nowadays, the way things are, come on. You know what I mean? It's get a token in that picture, and that's it. You know, that's the way it should be, I think, you know. And I know you agree. You're, you're, you think the same way as I do about that. Huh. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it, it'll be it, – yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, you know, either way, uh, these guys, the guys from Fish Skins, Anthony and the crew, and the crew they, they put on a great event. They always do. Um you know, it's just one of those things. I always have a good time at their tournaments and, uh, you know, looking forward to the next one for sure. And speaking of ne- and looking forward to the next tournament. So, so basically <laughs> I walked away from their event with my tail between my legs. Uh, I'll admit it. Um, I was a little high on my horse, pretty much knowing that I'd go get me a tarp and it wouldn't be a big deal and just hope nobody else would do it. And maybe that's, uh, maybe that's what did me in. But, uh, you know, I, I found uh, I found I found uh, a, a new spot to fish, a uh, new place to kind of cover, and looking for tarpon for future tournaments if that should ever come up again. Um, just ran out of time there at the end, but so so Sunday was kind of the recovery day. Um, I was going to fish early in the morning and then go to work, but I, I decided to sleep in a little bit. So today, dropped mm-hmm. the boys off at school. Uh, Trey, I drop him off at eight o'clock. So it wasn't an early start. Uh, on my way over to the location in which I fished, clouds are building. 
right? Clouds are building. It's getting ready to rain. Looks like crap. Wind's starting to pick up a little bit. And I'm like, you know what? I need to go redeem myself. I just need to go catch something else. I need to go catch a few more fish just to make myself feel good. And so I went anyway. Well, I launched a kayak. I get out there. I'm moving along. And like I say, I haven't been to this spot in a while. So I didn't really know it. Well, that's not true. That's not really true. I've been, <laughs> I went to the spot uh, on Saturday. That's where I caught all those fish. Between Saturday and, and Monday, I hadn't, before that, I hadn't been there in quite some time. So I didn't know what else to, to look for. But as you said, the water was blown out uh, from one day to the next. Dude, the water was so low today that I couldn't, I couldn't even take, I couldn't even take my pro anglers push pulling it into spots where I was at on Saturday. Wow. It wouldn't, it wouldn't float. It wouldn't float in areas where I was flutter kicking on Saturday. So yeah, that's, that could, yeah, that's, that could just imagine how it must've been in the area where I was then, because from on Friday I was push pulling in a certain area that on Saturday we were getting stuck. And I was like, what the heck is going on from one day to the next? (laughs) Yeah. Well, that wind was blowing pretty good today. So I imagine it, you know, and I knew it blew pretty good last night. So I knew, it was probably blowing most of that water out, but so anyhow, <clears throat> I get down to this one area where I like to fish quite a bit, and um, the rain comes. I can hear it just coming through the trees. I'm like, oh man, this is gonna suck. <laughs> my frog togs are in the back seat of my truck, <laughs> and you know, I, I don't have. I, I've got on a, a just a regular old long sleeve cotton shirt and a, and a ball cap and some fishing pants. I mean, I'm not really dressed for rain, but anyway. So I hide up underneath the dock, wait for the rain to pass. And it gave me an opportunity to retie some leader and, and do some things I wanted to do. And um, rain passed and I got after it. I'll tell you what, man. I haven't seen fish as aggressive as they were today in a long time. I'm talking at least four or five of the eight reds I caught today chase the bait down to the point where you can see the wake just pushing coming after it like they 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 saw it they spotted it and they honed in on it and it was it was over with and it was all visual which was awesome uh the the bigger of the reds i got on plastics was like just a smidge over 27 he was like right at 27 and a half maybe pushing 28 with a pinch tail and uh he was sitting on top of some some real long grass i didn't see him but you know i just blind cast and then i look over right where i cast it and i see this wake pushing and i can see his peck fins guys stood up real quick i saw his peck fins light up you know those when when they're real excited those peck fins turn really really pink and uh he hammered the bait whatever and uh i was throwing an sst in was it gumbo color is that what it is gumbo Uh, something Something yeah. like that. Yep. Right. So I was throwing that and uh, hammered it, man. Hit it like it owed of money and uh, burned a bunch of drag. It was cool. Um, got that fish in, took a quick picture, revived him, let him go, and then busted a couple of smaller ones. And then I get up on this one spot where there was a really nice grass line and a real nice defined, pretty stiff edge of the grass. So I knew – if I wanted to get one on fly today, I, I'd probably, this is probably where it would be because I could sneak up on them if they're, if they're, you know, roaming back and forth along the edge of the grass. So 
I jump out of the kayak and I, I kind of wade over and I look and uh, sure enough, there's this one fish just kind of real slow cruising along the edge of the grass. So I fire cast in there, boom, he eats it. I get back in the kayak and I get stuck in the grass because my mirage drive was down. I get stuck in the grass. So it took a second. And this whole time, the fish doesn't care if I'm stuck. He's burning drag. He's trying to spool me. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I was down halfway in, a little bit more than halfway into my backing. And I finally got unstuck and then uh, chased him down. That fish pulled me almost all the way out to the channel, which if you're familiar with the Indian River Lagoon, if you're on the east or west side of the shoreline, <laughs> that's a pretty far. Yeah, it's out there. <laughs> you know, and and I'm only using an eight weight at the time, so I, it wasn't like I had a whole lot of backbone. I can really torque on them. I was pretty much just a victim of circumstance at that point. But anyhow, got it in. That's my second largest redfish I've ever caught on fly. Uh, just at 30 inches, maybe a tick more. Um, maxed out that board they gave us from the adventure fishing world championships um and it was awesome you know it was it was just a really cool moment right there where i got to see them got to see them take and it was it was fun it was really really cool and then man oh man the trout holy goodness i lost the trout today i don't even know how long it was so i didn't see it i didn't see it broadside i only saw it coming at me when it opened up its mouth to eat the lure it looked like a snook. I mean, it was, his mouth was that big and, uh, <laughs> you know, probably pushing 25, obviously 25 and up somewhere in there, that range somewhere there. I'm not going to guesstimate any further than that. I know he was bigger than 25 inches, but, um, it was pretty awesome. Uh, he had him on for a few minutes and he popped the hook and, you know, it's the second time, second time that a jig head bent out on me. <laughs> the second the second time and uh you know the the other time was during the tournament i had about a 20 pound tarpon on and the jig head pulled pulled uh pulled straight on me and uh the fish got free so um yeah i'm, I'm not i'm not really a happy camper about that but anyhow so picked up a couple more fish and realized it's time to go to get my boy but it was just a good day man a solid day of catching really nice fish um it was like the planets were all in alignment. Everything was perfect. Uh, the rain came through, and then the sun popped out, and, you know, it was a very visual day. And, and I, I enjoy those days where, you know, it's it's mainly sight fishing. It's not just blind casting, and, uh, you know, it makes it all worthwhile, you know. The one thing I noticed uh, was the mullet were hugging the shoreline, like, there's no way anything could have got in there to eat them. <laughs> so yeah. they must, you know, everything must know that the mullet are here and have been pressuring the mullet so hard that now they know, look, if we want a chance in, in hell and surviving, we need to stay right up on the bank because there wasn't a finger mullet to be had in a foot and a half to three foot of water. But if you looked inside of that in like 10 inches of water, it was covered you threw if you were to throw an eight foot net on top of this mullet school I saw today, you'd have enough frozen mullet to last you like three years, seriously. <laughs> it was stupid. So uh <laughs> but yeah, like I said, I mean I didn't see any fish really blowing up, nothing really chasing bait. I saw one big jack this morning, 
chasing some mullet around in the shallow stuff. Yeah, it was kind of interesting to see that. He was kind of sideways trying to chase him down. And then, uh, but other than that, I mean, most of the reds and most of the trout I saw were just kind of hanging around the grass and, and kind of pilfering around throughout that and probably looking for shrimp and other crustaceans still. So, you know, it's interesting. I don't know really what to say as far as what stage we're in as far as the season's concerned. I would say that, yeah, indeed, that the mullet runs here. There's no doubt about it. Um, are the fish done with the with the uh, crustacean-based diet right now? I, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe they're gorging themselves so much on mullet at night that maybe during the daytime all they need to do is pilfer through the grass and pick up, you know, a little of this, a little of that, just to kind of keep them going. I don't know. But I do know one thing. Yeah. If you're if you're out there and you're not throwing you know, an SST or some kind of a shad tail or anything that resembles a bait fish, whether it's a Banks lure or, you know, uh, a DOA or whoever, man, I just don't know what to tell you. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's been good. We, uh, <laughs> it was, yeah, it was we really are, good. We are, uh, yeah, I'll tell you right now, um, on Saturday during the tournament, when we were fishing that tournament, um, Alan, Alan had he had the new um the new the new cockroach SST from yeah. uh, from Slayer Inc. Yeah. Um he has that new cockroach one. Hadn't used it all day. We had we had not even pulled it out all day or anything like that. And while we were catching those reds and trout and everything like that, we were catching all these nice fish and everything like that. Alan just decides to pull one of those things out. He pulls one out, he goes, I'm gonna throw one of these new ones and see what happens. Um, and sure enough, he put that bait on and let me tell you, he threw it out there one time. The first time he, he threw it out there one time that he threw it out there in the ones and, and, and something just hammers the top of the water. When it hits the water, something hammers it, but missed the bait. And we saw the swirl. We saw the, we saw it and everything like that. We're like, what the heck was that, dude? That was a big fish, whatever it was. And it missed it, whatever, about five minutes later. Alan does it again, and the same area happens, but this time the fish grabs it, and it was that big trout. You see that big tail come out of the water, and I saw that tail come out of the water, and when I saw that tail come out of the water, first thing I thought was a snook when I saw the tail. I saw the tail come out, and I go, whoo, that's a big snook. You know, I go, that's a snook. And, and sure enough, man, that thing starts swimming around. When it starts swimming around, I see the side. You know, I saw it from, I saw it when I finally saw the colors of it when it was dashed to the side. I go, holy cow, I go, that's a freaking huge trout. And But it hammered, that trout hammered that new cockroach SS, SS, SST is what it is. They hammered that new one. Um, that's a good-looking color, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, you know, it's the, it's the charger's tail with the, um, what's it called? Uh, Downy hunter. Oh, the one, uh, bounty hunter, exactly. Bounty hunter with the charger's tail is what it is. That's what it is right there, and, and it, let me tell you, that big trout hammered it. So, just saying, I know Alan, there was there was a lot of people asking at the tournament what he caught it on, and Alan had no problem telling people what he caught it on, you know? Yeah. So, so that's a color to, for people to try out. Once once it comes out in stores, I'm sure it's, it should be coming out in stores real soon. Um, that'll be a good color to try out. It is in the mail but, on its way to KBB Outfitters right now. Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I called Chris this morning. I said, "Hey, what's the guy got to do to get some of these uh, these cockroach colored 
SSTs, man. <laughs> He's like, I already got to take care of, brother. I got some stuff on the way for you. Don't worry about it. It's cool. <laughs> so, I said, all right, man, I appreciate it. And, uh, that, that's kind of a dramatization, not really the scale of how Chris is on the phone. But um, Chris was up yeah. there killing some Kobe's this, this past weekend, which is pretty awesome in one sense and kind of sucks in the other because it means that most of the fish have slid past us because of our rough weather. So hopefully we'll find some stragglers. But, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's that time of year, man, and, and, and I've been saying it for a while. If you want to get out and you want to get after some fish, especially some uh, some big trout, now is the time to do it. You have to do it. Get out there, throw top waters, throw plastics, you know, bomb casts. I'm talking throw it as far as you can possibly throw it because you'll get a lot more hookups that way on big trout. If they see you, you know, if you see them, they've already seen you, and usually, unless their back is to you, usually you're done. You know, it just doesn't happen after that. So uh, it's it's pretty awesome, man. I've seen a couple fish today that were that were pushing that 26, 27-inch range, maybe even a little bit bigger as far as trout were concerned. Um, there was a number of, uh, of nice reds that were cruising around. So looking forward to the IFA which is not this weekend coming, but the following weekend. Uh, man, I, I I don't know. As we talked earlier on the phone, I mean, there's a couple different places I like to hit before uh, before we dive into that tournament, just to kind of kind of check out and see what's going on. I mean, I, I feel real confident in that spot I fished today. Um, I know if I go back there again, I can find a few fish. It's not going to be an issue as far, as far as finding fish. It's just a matter of the size. Um, that 130-inch exactly. would, would be nice for the IFA day. <laughs> I'd take that guy exactly. and a big trout. Yeah, but, uh, you know, it's it's one of those things. Uh, you know, you, most of us have our honey holes. Most of us have spots we like to go and fish on a regular basis. Uh, area, just like Just like a bait selection kind of thing, it's all about confidence. It's all about knowing, you know, the flat, you know, the area, you know, that in, in past trips, you've caught a lot of fish there. You know, that even on days where it's kind of, it's kind of tough, it's kind of a tough bite. You always pull it out in certain areas, right? So same thing with baits, you know, you know, that listen, if it gets down to it, I know for a fact, if I go out on the river and I throw a molting colored SST or molting colored STB or molting colored SSB, it's it's on you know i know off i'll know i'll find fish i mean it'll happen i might not hook one <laughs> you know i might get a, a couple of good strikes and miss but uh i'm definitely going to get the attention of the fish with that with those particular little combinations and so you know it's the same thing when you're looking forward to, to going to fish a tournament and especially in your home waters you you want to do well you want to represent your area well um especially for all the folks that will be coming into town but at the same time, you, you kind of, man, you, you kind of want to look outside the box a little bit and fish places that those other guys might not go to, you know. Some of our spots are, are pretty well-known spots. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be, still be quite a, quite a bit of pre-fishing leading up to this event. I mean, I'd love to have us all, you know, all the Space Coast guys who are going to fish it have a real strong showing again and, 
and uh, you know maybe a couple of the checks could get cashed from this one uh, in a local bank account. That would be that would be awesome. So, yeah. what's your plan, Pep? I don't know yet. Um, like you said, we got our places that we want to fish and stuff that we know. Um, there's some fish there, but it's still like you said, it's um, it's still two weeks away. Um, so just got to do some pre-fishing beforehand, you know, and check out some areas and see what's going on. Um, you know, we know, we know where there's some fish right now and everything like that, but that's not to say the fish will be there in two weeks. So, so it's one of those things leading up to the tournament. I definitely will be, uh, definitely will be doing some pre-fishing, um, starting with this weekend. I'm sure this weekend I'll probably start checking out some areas and everything like that and seeing what's going on. And and then work from there, you know. Um, work from there. Actually, um, was debating somebody. I actually had an invite to fish the IFA, the IFA uh, boat tournament on Saturday. So that's still in the air. But I don't. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not. Um, but definitely the the kayak one. I'll definitely do that on Sunday. So. We'll see what happens. You know that I would love to fish the IFA the boat tournament on on Saturday, man. You win that one, man. That's what they give you. What is it? You win like a thirty thousand dollar boat or some something like that. You win if you end up winning that. Yeah, something like that. All right. Yeah, you win a you win a boat, bunch of cash. I mean, it's a good it's a good event for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm kind of bummed that uh, I'm not going to get to fish the Bahamas tournament this year. I really really wanted to go fish that bad. Um, I think we just need to figure out a, a way to get over there on our own, try and plan like a family vacation, take the wives, maybe leave the kids yep. <laughs> and uh, go over there and let the ladies hang out by the pool and drink margaritas and, uh, and uh, we'll go fishing. So that's going to be a cool trip for those guys to get to do that. I mean, that's a unique, unique trip for sure. Um, looking forward. What else? What are the tournaments are coming up? I mean, we got IFA, and then what's after that? Any? Is there another Tropic um, Bay? Well, then after that, no. Then after that, you got the IFA, and then the one that you're not going to, which is uh, then after the IFA one, the weekend after the IFA, which I'm not fishing it because that's just way too many tournaments in a row for me. Like to be fishing that one, my wife would, would I think she'll hang me if I fish another one after the IFA is uh it's a central florida shootout uh yeah central florida shootout is the weekend after the ifa right and do they have are they having a a, a kayak division on that one do you know i don't i don't even they know did if they last are or not. Year. they did last year yeah i'm, I'm pretty so, sure they did last year but um well, hell, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking about, you know, what my plan is for the next couple of weeks. And uh, I got my buddies coming into town in four days from England. Team England will be in town with their uh, 36-foot yellowfin. And we're going to be doing go. uh, we're gonna do a mothership trip or two and uh, see what we can't run into out there. We'll take the, uh, the Outbacks along with us, the Hobie Outbacks along with us, and see if we can't run into some fun fish to, to pull on and rip faces off and whatever. So, but yeah, it's going to be an yeah. interesting, uh, interesting end of the month here coming up. 
Yeah. Yep, it'll be that, and then, uh, yeah, and then the second weekend, second weekend of May, I think I have, which you can't go, you said, um, the Jacks Classic. Right, you know? yeah, not, I'm not yeah. going to be able to make the Jacks Classic, but um, that'll be a good event, it always is. Um, but yeah, so, all right, let's see, so let's just do, we might as well just do one of these little little things here, all right. If you guys uh, want to hang tight for just a second, we're going to hit a real quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. we got a caller who just called in. We'll, we'll grab you in just a second. And uh, you're listening to Kayak Fishing Radio. This is the Monday Night Kickoff Show with Charles Levi and Peppy Vidal. Stand by. Give me the flat to dawn with plenty of tailing fish. And the perfect fly rod. And get ready for some magic. Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org to find out how you can help. All right. So, Bonefish Tarpon Trust, if you're not a member of Bonefish Tarpon Trust, do so. It's a uh, great organization that takes care of our prestigious game fish species here in Florida tries to protect their rights as anglers as well and protect the species at the same time. Uh, they are major sponsors of a number of different events, including the fly fishing film tour and, uh, you know, definitely one to, to join up with. So with that being said, this next anglers moment or anglers, I don't, what are we going to call it, man? Anglers corner. Uh, I don't know. We'll figure out a name for it, but this this next little ditty will be uh, brought to you by PowerPole, Micro PowerPole. Um, I think we can just go ahead and do that. And uh, if you guys yeah. have seen it, looked at it, thought about it, I suggest that you go to your local PowerPole dealer, take a look at it, and consider it for your kayak or for your small boat or your ginu or canoe, um, any uh, small vessel needs. Uh, heck, it probably would even help you just pin pin solid in a, in somewhat of a smaller um, bay boat, you know. Um, but check those out. Uh, definitely a very cool tool to have. Nice accessory to add to your your wish list for uh, anniversaries or birthdays or Christmas or what have you. Um, PowerPole Micro uh, is going to change the way a lot of guys fish out of kayaks for sure. It already started to uh, to do so, as Alan has pointed out to us. And, Peppy, I'm sure you're soon to find out since yours is installed. You're just waiting to go. <laughs> yep. Mine's sitting in the garage, and I've, it's, I've, you know, I've sat there putting it up and down and all kinds of stuff. I just need to put it in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got a caller on the line. This caller, I'm curious to see if this guy is interested in adding a micro power pole to his kayak, Mr. Wade, the Mayor Hollowell. Me? Add a power pole? A micro power pole? What do they call it? Micro pole? Micro power pole? Yeah. Micro anchor. So that's, getting, that's, that's getting too fancy for me. I like being fancy, but that's almost too fancy. I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> I like being fancy. <laughs> I, got a, I, got a, I got enough weight on my boat with my big body. Put more, uh, more, more stuff on it. Okay. Good answer. Yeah. I like the I like the idea of it. I don't like the idea of having to rig it. 
somebody come and rig it for me and install it for me, I'd be happy about that. Um, I'm sure I'll tell you that what, I, already, I already did I, mine. It's real simple on a Slayer Propel, I'll tell you that. I finally had that seat uh, thing with the Slayer Propel. Figured out what the, the deal was with it, though, and corrected it real quick. Had that happen this weekend yeah. while I was out on the Heroes on the Water event out in Turkey Creek. But I figured I'd call yep. it since the forum's not working. My voice must be heard. <laughs> if it can't be in the forum, it's got to be on air. No worries, brother. Absolutely. So what we're going to do right now, actually, it'll work out because I'm going to go to you guys here in just a second. What we're going to do right now is if uh, your your bait of the week choice or your style style of fishing choice to head out and target uh, redfish, big redfish uh, on the Indian River Lagoon system right now. If you guys are going to go out and look for upper slot reds, what would be your number one go-to bait your style of fishing, where would you look? Not necessarily spots, but, you know, would you look in deep water? Would you look in shallow water? Would you, you know, looking for grass, looking for potholes, looking for sand, looking for docks, looking for structure? You know, what's your tips and techniques that you'd like to share with everybody uh, when it comes to finding bigger upper slot reds or just over slot reds? And we'll go with Wade first. Well, uh just going off of uh, what I've been using and what's been working for me, I mean, my go-to is always that Molten SSB, but, you know, I, I also go to that DOA Airhead, and lately I've been having pretty good luck with it. And and I don't know about the real giant bulls. That's, you know, sometimes that's hard for them to, to get them to bite the, the artificials too much. But the, the good big ones that are 30, you know, 32 and stuff like that, they'll, they'll still hit. And I just kind of look for, you know, bait that's moving uh, different than, than what it's normally moving. I look for what I like to say is something looks different. You know, you get used to seeing how bait moves when it's not agitated and when it is agitated. You see something pushing it or you see a, a, some different activity, that's what I throw to. You know, I like to, you know, you can't go wrong finding a pothole and throwing across it and stuff like that. But when it's still low light in the morning, I like uh, being on some calm water and just seeing those little uh, swirls in the water and stuff like that. You know, something's turning around and moving and things like that. That's where I start casting. I've had my best luck with that. And I've caught, and that's got me on the the decent-sized reds and the decent-sized trout, all within... I tell people, you know, the biggest fish I've ever caught have all been within 50 feet of shore or closer, generally, usually within about 20, 20 feet of shore. You see all these people, right. you know, 100 feet, 150 feet offshore, and uh, I say the, the closer the better. If I can get, if, the, if there's, especially if there's a little trough right up there against the shore, man, that's, uh, that's where they like to hang as far as I'm concerned. Now, do you like a fast retrieve, a slow retrieve? You bounce the bottom. I mean, this time of year with the mullet being everywhere and pinfish being everywhere, um, do you uh, do you have a, a preference in the way you, uh, you you present that bait, or is it or you just kind of like figure it out as you go throughout the day? I I generally just try and figure it out, but I mainly stick to to me. You can't go too slow. The, the slower you can go and 
and still presenting good, but, you know, when it's clear water, sometimes, uh, you know, slows too much. But I like, I generally like fishing slow, bouncing it across the water, you know, not even necessarily bouncing it, but, you know, letting it sink and then jigging it up and letting it flutter down and jigging it up and flutter down. Right. Always seems to be the best best opportunity. But when they're not biting, sometimes you got to do that. Do the angry fast retrieve, the fast quick, quick, quick. I mean, just ridiculously quick to to get them to do that angry bite, as, as we call it sometimes. You know. But more often than not, I, I, I I try and go as slow as I can without snagging on things. You know. Right. What say you, Peppy? What, what what's your uh, this time of year? We're talking April, going into May. What's 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 in your bag of tricks that you would pull out if you absolutely had to find an upper slot red or over, just over slot red? If I had to find a giant red, 40-plus inch red, I will have the most stinkiest mullet that you could find. <laughs> <laughs> the stinkiest mullet. Stinkiest ladyfish that you could find is what I would probably use right now, or or even crab right now too. I mean, that's that's just, you know, that's to catch one of those big, big reds. You know, one of those big breeders. Um, right now, it's 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 almost like it's almost like those big reds. It's like it's like Wade was saying, those big reds, they're not big for no reason. You know what I mean? They've been around right. for a long time. And they right. do not hit artificial. You know what I'm saying? They do just. They just do not. They do not. I don't care what you throw at them. Most of the time, they ninety percent of the time they will not hit artificial. Um, those big ones. I mean, I've caught them over forty inches and stuff on artificial, but it's rare that it happens. You know. Um. But but usually, you know, if I'm going to catch something that big and stuff, like I don't have bait. You know, I don't throw a lot of bait or anything like that. But if I have to, I will. Um. But as far as, like you said, um, if but if I want to catch something like, wait a second, like a 30-something inch redfish, something like that, those will hit artificial. And usually, like you said, the mullet run's going on right now. Um, and I'll throw something. Usually I'll throw something something that's going to be uh, pretty, it's going to imitate a mullet swimming, something like that, you know, something something that, that has a little bit of a quick retrieve on it and stuff. I sort of like to use during this time of the year, I use uh, I use a lot of multicolor SSBs, you know, right. uh, Chris's right. stick baits, and I use a right. stick bait. That stick bait, you know, you jerk on that thing, you know, you twitch it a couple times. That thing moves, man. That thing has some movement on it, and and I've noticed uh, those those reds, they 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 get aggressive to that movement when you jerk that that bait in front of them. They get real aggressive during this time, and I mean it's. It's because that mullet, you know, the mullet run, you know, there's a lot of mullet right now and stuff, and it sort of imitates that a little bit. Um, SS, also, the, um, the, SS, the SST has been working, too, also. The paddle tails have been working also lately. You know, you with a fast retrieve, use a fast retrieve on those things during this time of the year. Um, and that's been working. You know, that's been working real good. And if I'm going to target them, Usually around this time of the year, I'm usually working. If I'm going to find some of these fish, I'm usually going to find them in troughs. Usually going to find these fish in troughs right now. Um, somewhere 
between a flat, you know, somewhere in between a flat and some deeper water. Usually they're running that running that ledge, you know, running right around that ledge. Usually you'll find them. Um, and 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 I know I know certain places this time of the year that they're there, you know. And I know uh, Wade and, and and Chuck, you guys know some of these places that I'm talking about this time of the year. There are certain places that they are there, and that, and and there's already proof of it because this past weekend I already saw a picture. You know, I did see a picture from somebody that posted up a red like that, and I saw the picture and I saw where it was. And I go, ooh, I know exactly where that is. You know, I know exactly, <laughs> I know exactly what's, I know exactly what what trough that is. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's and it's well, not I a long paddle either. A picture, somebody posted a. I sent Peppy a picture. Somebody posted a picture of a big red, and I was like, "Where do you think this was at?" And and after a while, I figured I I figured out exactly where it was at. And it's a place I haven't <laughs> fished before, but I plan on fishing it sometime soon. That's the thing about. Uh, <laughs> it's nice to have the hero shots every now and again, but that's the one thing about hero shots. If you're not paying attention to what's behind you you might just burn up your favorite fishing spot especially if you uh if you put it on social media like facebook um yeah it's just not good sometimes but no that's that's all you know, good tips, you, you, know you know the wolf pack will be all over it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, um that go ahead, go ahead. no i was just going to say that that one spot that i saw with the red that was caught, it's no secret to us. You know what I'm saying? We know to us that's no secret. I mean, I know those fish are there this time of the year, you know, right. and I know exactly, and I know you know exactly what I'm talking about and stuff like that. You know, it's, they're yep. just they're there, and I mean, you barely even have to paddle to get to them. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that's the nice. You but, know what? That's the nice thing about uh, that's the nice thing though about folks who do the pictures and stuff. A lot of is is the fact that it just confirms your suspicions you don't have to go out and find out for yourself if they're there or not you just wait <laughs> somebody will post a picture of it and once you see it then you know that they're there um for me if i if i was going out let's say like for the ifa i'm going out i'm looking for a, a stud red and a big old trout i'm looking for an overslot red reasonably sized probably somewhere in a 28 to 35 inch range 36 inch range because that's about that 36 inch fish is about the, the peak of what we typically get on plastics without going to like dead stick and gulp yep. or dead stick and a bait with a bunch of scent on it um which i just cannot bring myself to do at all um so i would probably head out to uh about two and a half to three foot of water around right on the outside edge of a flat for me personally um, I'd be throwing STBs, SSBs, something something with a bigger profile than an SST, um, and I would probably be working it relatively slow, uh, popping it up and down off the bottom, giving it really swift jerks, and letting it kind of flop, fall, uh, flutter its way back down to the bottom. Uh, might hit it up with a little bit of Procure in the hook slot, throwing the STB. Um, Color doesn't really matter too much to me for bigger reds. I think that, uh, you know, it's obviously the molting is one of my favorites. Chicken off the chain would probably work just fine. Um, 
you know, any of those natural sardine kind of colors or mullet kind of colors, uh, the bounty hunters of the world, the black and golds or all golds or, you know, a lot of those different colors work real well. Um, you know, there's a bunch of other brands that are out there that make a great bait, uh, the Banks Lures as well. Um, those uh, flats creepers that he has are great looking baits. That would probably be a good, a good choice as well. Um, you know, so get out there and, and, and fish it relatively early, uh, right along the edge of that drop off and, and work it kind of nice and slow. I'd look for um, big clumps of grass to maybe work around the edges of that. Maybe you might pull a fish off of that. Um, you know, watch for the mullet when the big row mullet are around. I like to I like to follow the big row mullet around and uh, stay on the outside edge of the school and throw into the school because sometimes every now and again you'll pull a hog out of there. Um, big old fat redfish will be following this mullet around. So you know, but again, that two and a half to three foot of water to me is kind of that for the bigger fish is kind of that golden number. I don't think that they they don't mind getting up in the skinny stuff most of the time, and you will find plenty of them up there. But I think for the majority of finding like a, a, a small group or even a bigger school of fish, you'll, you'll have a better chance finding them in that deeper water. Now, for your big trout, um, I know I didn't give you guys an opportunity to do trout, but I'm just looking at a picture now of the big trout, so I figured I'd throw that in there. Uh, big trout, man, if you're, on a, if you're on a flat with a lot of grass, you look for the few potholes that you can find, and more than likely, your big trout are not going to be very far from that. And, and there's a lot of times where you look and you'll find some of those potholes, and then all of a sudden you realize, holy crap, something's moving, and it's like five feet away from the pothole, and it could be that big trout. They don't always lay in the pothole. I've seen them before where they use the pothole as just an ambush point where they'll just sit on the outside in the grass and kind of camouflage themselves and wait for something to come into the pothole, like a pinfish or whatever, or even just your lure, and then ambush the, uh, the bait that way. I had one of the trout today do that. So um, same bait that I would throw for those big reds, I'd throw for those big trout, um, and uh, that's pretty much it. You know, I mean, it's nice to be able to fish an area where we don't have to depend on tides to dictate when we can go fishing and what we can go catch. Um, I feel that we're kind of blessed that way. At the same time, uh, I feel that it's kind of our Achilles heel because it can also make for very frustrating days, especially if your honey hole that you like to go fish is overrun with folks, you know, a couple of days prior to you getting there, they can really do some damage and beat up on those, um, on those, on those fish and on those flats and really kind of put the spook to them. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things that they don't ever underestimate throwing a big topwater plug this time of year with all the mullet around. Uh, that one plug that Peppy carries around with him that's like a tuna popper <laughs> that he throws on the flats from time to time. <laughs> that thing is uh, it's pretty awesome. I know it's seen its fair share of big fish. Um, big spooks, spook juniors will work too, but big spooks, big skitter walks. Um, the sub walks work well from Rapala. Um, you know, there's that any, any of the that uh, Ricky Banks does that big giant yep. popper, that rapid yep. popper, yep. that big giant one that, that is just huge. Yep. I've had stuff just try, just look like a, uh, somebody did a cannonball in the water next to that thing. Big oh, fish yeah. would go after that. And then also to the fender walkers that he makes. All of those, excuse me, goodness, that was rude. All of the, uh, all the big plugs that are out there, um, you know, it, it 
think about it like this, man. A 40-inch redfish or a 30, 30 plus, you know, high 30-inch redfish is accustomed to eating mullet that are probably anywhere from six to eight inches long and can probably gobble down a, a 12-inch long trout or even a small rat red. So, um, you know, your plug probably literally can't get too big. You probably can't find a plug that's too big for one of these things to try to eat. Um, I've, I've caught big gator trout before, and they hit a plug, and they still have the tail section of a mullet sticking out of their throat. Like they're, they're, a lot of these fish are gluttons. They just they'll they'll eat and eat and eat and eat and eat any any opportunity they get. So uh, yeah, how many you know, times how many times have you seen a five inch trout eat a uh, go after a plug that's the same size as it? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you know, um, experiment, experiment, experiment. I mean, take take your box of of plugs, take your box of lures. Uh, what if you carry a tackle trays or you carry a tackle bag or whatever? And just try a little bit of everything. Things you haven't used in a while, throw that. Because, you know, I'm telling you, there's days where the the common thing that you would normally want to throw just won't get you the bites. And I don't know if it's the fish are getting keen to it or, you know, what the case, is, what the case may be. But um, I definitely like to switch it up from time to time and, and throw something a little bit different than what I normally would throw. And uh, sometimes you find a lot more success that way, or at least, start the day off that way and you can always go to your your you know old standbys after that so but we're at the top of our hour folks sorry about the chat room issues i got a message just sent to me from blog talk radio says hello we aware of the chat room issue and working to fix it (laughs) thank you for your patience as we do this so we aware aware. yeah we, we aware. So there's a, uh, there's, they, they know there's something going on with the chat room. Hopefully by next week it'll be fixed. Um, hopefully by next, by next week's show I'll have a really cool fishing report to share with you guys from, uh, from out in the ocean doing a mothership trip. So we'll see. But uh, Oh, yeah? With that being – yeah. Oh, yeah. With that being said, um, I'm going to throw it over to Wade. I'm going to let you kind of wrap it up, man, and, uh, you know, do your thing if you want to give anybody uh, – you know, words of wisdom from the great mayor of Thousand Islands. Feel free and uh, plug some of your your supporters, your sponsors, and we'll jump over to Peppy and then I'll round out the show. All right. Well, uh, I just wanted to say uh, Heroes on the Water, we had an event this weekend. We just had a, a, a couple of vets uh, come out. We went out Turkey Creek and uh, had a good time. I jumped uh, actually myself up. Uh, Jumped to like 12 tarp and didn't get a single one in the boat. Wonder why. The key to fishing Turkey Creek is small baits. Small, tiny, tiny baits. Like those BOA mini, what do you call them? The uh, Terrorize? Terrorize. Those great for those things, man. But that being said, uh, Native Watercraft, Hook One, uh, KBB Outfitters, Kayak Spy Bow. They're all great places to go and get all your kayak fishing needs and all your kayaks. Appreciate it, brother. Peppy? That's, uh, your, yes, your ABP Outfitters is the place to go, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. There you go. Get your new Slayer Inc. lures, that S- Cockroach SST at KBB Outfitters. <laughs> Soon to be, right? I like how you say cockroach. 
Sandwiches. <laughs> oh man! Ahead, man. What, what, well, we, give us some words of wisdom from Peppy and uh, hit up your sponsors real quick, bro. Words of wisdom, man. I'll tell you right now. Just uh, here's a little word word of wisdom from what happened. Uh, what well, what didn't happen on Saturday? Saturday uh, we landed. Allen landed that thirty and a half inch trout. Big trout. Water's warm. Okay, um, landed that thing. We took some hero shots, measured that fish, got the fish back in the water as soon as we can, and 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 I sat there. Alan was, you know, clearing up all his, getting all his stuff back together and all the stuff. And it's like I sat there for 15 minutes reviving that fish. That's my word of wisdom. Now, now with the water warming up. With Amen. these big fish, I'm telling you, I had to sit there 15 minutes. I sat there with this trout before I let this trout go. I mean, that's that's how that's how it is now with this water. I mean, it's it's really serious that you sit there and revive that fish and try to get that fish in the water as, as fast as you can. I mean, it's all nice to take pictures and everything like that, but do it as quick as possible. So that's Absolutely. my that's my little words of wisdom. <laughs> yeah, I've actually. Yeah. Uh put the, the, the lipper in their mouth and hung it over the uh, the uh, rod holder or something and dragged them around for a while to get them to uh, revive. That's uh, I've had that happen to me before. Sometimes it takes a long time to get them to revive. Man, do whatever you can. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. Do whatever you can this time of the year. I mean, you might think that fish is, is good. You might see him shake his tail one time or something like that, but that doesn't mean he's all right still. You know what I'm saying? you got to sit there and just make sure that fish is fine before you release that fish. Yep. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing wrong with you holding it there for 15, 20 minutes there in the water. Just just make sure that fish is fine before you release the fish. Um, and that's what I did. You know, I made sure that fish I, I made sure that fish was fine before I let it go. I mean, I didn't want to see a 30-and-a-half-inch trout die. You know, it just that, that right there, I, I would have hated seeing that. So, yep. so that's... That's my little my little words of wisdom now. <laughs> but uh, hey, with that said, let me thank my sponsors: Native Watercraft, Harry Goods Outdoor Shop, Kayaks by Bo, KBP Outfitters, Slaring Lures, Tackle Webs, Orca Coolers, Hook One, Aquabound, Jack Attack, Ram Mounts, Tailing Toads, Sea Deck, and Power Pole. I cannot. Say I cannot. I mean, PowerPoint is my newest sponsor, and let me tell you, I cannot say enough good things about these guys from PowerPoint. I mean, that's that what, how these guys have been. I mean, their customer service is through the roof. I mean, you've been hearing some of the stuff, Chuck, that's going on and stuff with them and everything like that. And these guys, let me tell you, they are top notch. They really are. So. Just wanted to give a little plug there for a uh, little bit, little bit, little bit of extra something for for my newest sponsor, Powerpool. Absolutely. Hey, the chat room's working. What's that? Chat room's working now. The chat room's working. Of course. I had to I had to refresh my screen, and all of a sudden the chat room was working. That's funny. 
Uh, my words of wisdom, of course, the same as always. Take a kid fishing. The future of our sport, what Peppy, hit, what Peppy just hit on, is, is very, very important. If you do not own a landing net, you may want to invest in one. And unfortunately, Wade, you're going to have to invest in one soon because I lost mine today. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so if must have blew out of the back of the boat going down US-1 or something. I don't know. It's gone. But anyway. Uh, I, lost, Ego. I, lost, I, lost the one, I lost the one you owe me to. Just kidding. <laughs> that's, messed, that's, that's messed up, man. So uh, Ego Nets is my net of choice. Those guys have supported me over the last uh, year and a half or so. Um, show them a little bit of love. They make, in my opinion, one of the best nets on the market. Uh, their wading net is awesome. It floats and uh, rubberized mesh so you don't beat the fish up. I usually dip it before I go to land the fish. Um, well, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're going to dip it anyway. But anyway, <laughs> get, the net, get the net wet before you, before you land the fish in the net, whatever. Sometimes you got to try and basketball catch them like I tried to do on, on Saturday. But, um, yeah, so Ego Nets, uh, check them out. They're egonets.com, I believe, is their website, and you can just check them out on Facebook. Um, if you don't own one of their nets, take, take a look at them. They're definitely uh, worth every penny. Uh, definitely take your time with your fish, as Peppy said. Uh, today I had a trout that was hooked pretty deep. Um, I got the hook out, and he didn't bleed much. Uh, I sat there and watched him uh, swim off and then kind of lay in a pothole for a second. So I jumped out of the kayak and walked over to it and kind of punted him a little bit with my foot to see if he'd move, and he just kind of laid there. So I scooped him up and... Like Peppy said, I probably sat there for 10 minutes with that fish waiting for him to really take off. And finally, he had enough energy to, to haul butt out of my hand. So um, felt good about that. These fish, you know, they're, they're, they're a precious resource, man. They're not, they're not always going to be here. So um, especially these big trout and uh, big redfish. I, I encourage most of you to, or I encourage all of you to try not to target those big breeder reds as we get into the summer months, unless you're doing it at night when the water's a little bit cooler um, or you're fishing deeper water where the oxygen is a little bit more plentiful. We don't need to have a bunch of dead breeders floating down the flats this year like we did last year. Um, so with that being said... It's the time of year to horse them in. Yeah, up your tackle if you need to. Uh, today I had, I mean, I was throwing that eight-weight fly rod. I probably could have went with a nine-weight fly rod today or maybe even pushed it to a 10, but... You know, uh, even the the 28-inch fish that I caught on on my little 2500 or my little uh, 3000 size uh, Akuma Helios, I probably could have went with a 4000 and and went with 15-pound braid as opposed to 10. I mean, I really need to practice what I preach, you know. And in the wintertime, light tackle is all well and good. Those fish, you know, you can wear on them a little bit. The water's nice and cold and They've got plenty of oxygen to be had, so you can wear on them a little bit and not worry about killing them. Uh, if you're going to go through the, the hassle of catching a fish and then turning it loose, you might as well make sure it swims off all right. But with that being said, I'd like to thank some of my sponsors. Force Hobie Kayaks, it's an honor and a privilege to be a part of them. Tackle Webs, Real Adrenaline Energy Drinks, Ego Nets, ENO, Adventurous Custom Rods, uh, Slayer Inc. Lures, goes without saying, KBB Outfitters and Kayaks by Bo, but uh, I said it anyway because I like to plug my store. Um, and then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I've got a new one. Uh, can't I guess? Can I, Peppy? Is it? You think it's cool? Yeah, man, you could, of course. Yeah, whatever. PowerPole. I'm <laughs> proud to uh, to have jumped on board with PowerPole along with uh, my good friend Alan Ryland and Peppy Vidal. We're we're all PowerPoled out and uh, looking forward to having the micro on the back of the Pro Angler 14. It's going to be a, a tool that I promise you will change the way that you will fish because today was a good example of when you're standing up and the wind is blowing 15 knots and pushing you down the river at a pretty good clip to be able to stop dead in your tracks without having to do anything but hit a button and flip to a fish that's right in front of you or coming right at you, which today happened to me several times, uh, is an invaluable tool for what we do here on the Space Coast. So um, anybody wants to check them out, Check out the uh, the unit itself. Feel free to get a hold of either me, Peppy, or Alan, either on Facebook or, you know, shoot me an email at redfishchuckathotmail.com once I get mine in and I have it uh, assembled and put together on the PA, then uh, I'll be more than happy to let you guys take the boat out and, and push the button <laughs> and see what it's all about. So um, looking forward to that, and I really, really appreciate uh uh, PowerPoll opening up their door to me. What's that? What? I was looking on the forum. So Chuck said unit. <laughs> unit, yeah. Uh, the unit. So uh, it's a big unit. So the – the um, that's it. No, what did I do? I left off. Uh-oh. Um, hey, it's cool. So listen, take a kid fishing. Take your spouse fishing. Take your girlfriend fishing. Get out there and have a good there time. You, go. you know, show 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 a friend, a neighbor, the, the joys of kayak fishing. You know, I've I've converted two of my neighbors into kayak fishermen. They both have hobies now, and um, they they like to be out there on the water, like to get after it. So, you know, take an opportunity to get out there and uh, and and have a good time. Real quick, uh, I almost forgot and and apologize. I want to apologize to Daniel, um, but. I don't have his sister, his uh, niece's um, information in front of me, but I believe it's Sarah Bees. Uh, Daniel is a, one of our members on Space Coast Kayak Anglers. His niece does uh, has has special needs. She started her own little business where she does um, clerical work. She'll do uh, flyers and uh, uh, business cards and all kinds of things. Uh, next week. Please tune in uh, to the show. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop her information, including her email address, um, where you guys can get a hold of her if you own your own business and you need, you're in need of any of those services. Um, look, I, I'm telling you, Staples will be okay without your business, and so will uh, Vistaprint. All right, you know, try and try and help this uh, young lady. Try to, you know, put a little jingle in her pocket and. Uh, it's it's it truly is a uh, a heartwarming story when you see somebody who has a dis- a disability as severe as hers and uh she still gets after it and she's got a little comes into the shop she has a little computer that sits on her on her wheelchair and she hits the buttons and that's how she communicates through the buttons so that the buttons you know all have different sayings and stuff like that or meanings and she came into the shop the other day and was very humble and wanted to see if I would mind at least just looking at her, her little menu of, of uh, things that she does. 
so her pamphlet for her business. So um, I believe it's Sarah Sarah B's is is, the, is what her little business is called. But um, I'll post up her email address on my Facebook page tomorrow, and along with all of her information. Um, so please do me a favor. If you are in need of any of that kind of uh, stuff, please uh, take a look at the pamphlet once I post it and uh, give her some business. That'd be awesome. It's karma, man. It's karma. I, I'm a, I'm a true believer, <laughs> true believer in karma. What's that way? I didn't say that. <laughs> Wade's just laughing about stuff in the chat room. Probably. Yeah. I have no idea. I can't even see the chat room. So I'm glad. All right. Well, anyway, you guys all have a great night. Thanks so much for tuning in again to the Monday night kickoff show with me and Pepe Vidal and our guest uh, here tonight, Wade. Uh, sometimes I wonder if it's uh, good to have him on or not. Uh, but oh, come we'll, on, uh, we'll, I know, man. I'm just playing. We'll talk to you guys next week. Take it easy. God bless. And uh, take a kid fishing. Like I said, man, in the future of our sport, we're going to get out of here with Bonefish Tarpon Trust. Take a look at their website. Check them out. See it. Give me a right. on with plenty of tailing fish and the perfect fly rod. Yeah. And get ready for some magic. Awesome Join Bonefish and Tarpon Trust. Nice fish. And help make sure that the magic never ends. Visit tarbone.org. Find out how you can help. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.